How are we going, mates? Welcome back to the Top Step. My name is Ryan Roland Smith. I'm about to be joined by Grant Balfour. And I guess this week, the one and only, you see him all over the place. He has a massive podcast called Baseball is Dead. He's been on national broadcasts. He pitched in the big leagues, throwing a perfect game. His name is Dallas Braden. If you're not following him, make sure you go follow him over at Dallas Braden 209. He is joining us in just a second. Before we get to all that, a big welcome. We have got a lot of new listeners from Tampa Bay. I've gotten some nice messages. So has Grant Balfour, a local boy down there. He's living down in Tampa uh, after the Kevin Kiermaier episode last week. Welcome. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get some 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 listeners from the Bay Area too. Listen to Grant Balfour, your boy Balfrage is on, on, on the podcast. We've got Dallas Braden this week. And uh, I'm going to talk to Dallas about some, some Oakland Athletics happenings at the moment. And also, big welcome to our new listeners in Australia. Man, I'm telling you, some good, good feedback. People learning about the show. So all good things happening. Baseball is happening. Uh, make sure you go subscribe. Make sure you go tell your mates. Make sure you go follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at the Top Step Podcast. Okay, let's get right into it. As Grant Balfour joins me on the Top Step, and we welcome in our special guest, Dallas Braden. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> Face a Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. As six. Victor Martinez and Grant Balfour join and benches and cleared. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. We are back. Grant Balfour, how are we doing, champion? Yeah, not too bad, mate. A little <laughs> under the weather. A little <laughs> under the weather, i got to say. Okay. Always always better when I'm on here, but little little rough start to the morning. Had a trip in Mexico and uh, came back a little under the weather, mate. But uh, nothing to nothing to keep me off the, the top step here today. You notice how you notice how I uh, I came at you pretty hot there. I was just like, Grant, how are you doing, champion? Because you were texting oh, yeah. me going, hey, man, my, my throat's killing me. But we yeah. do have – a special guest, Dallas Braden, coming on. And we had to have, obviously, had to have you with Oakland A's. Come on, we had to have yeah. you on there too. So, but uh, no, I, I know you've been sick. Hey, before D Dallas is about to jump on with us here in a second, he's going to be calling in in just a second. Big yeah. congratulations to one of our guests, Logan Gilbert, winning the American League Pitcher of the Month. Absolutely dealing. Got a 0 0.56 ERA. The dude pitched in the sixth inning, the other, the sixth. Inning the other day, gave up a run, and his ERA yeah. went up. <laughs> it's like oh, I know, I know. Yeah. I saw that. I think he got what twenty eight innings with with two earned runs or something like that, which is just absolutely absurd. Maybe out of the bullpen, if you're able to rattle something like that off. I mean, I I don't know. Those numbers are eye boggling and um, well deserved. American League Pitcher of the Month for yeah. for Logan and um, mate, yeah, it's uh, definitely. Putting those Seattle Mariners on the map, they're winning ball games up there. And if uh, you get a guy like that out there, he's four and zero. He's he's already on his way to twenty, mate. He's well on his way to twenty. Easy. He, he um, if you haven't had a chance, go listen to it. 
he was a great time. But uh, we, and we're missing Coey the Apprentice, mate. He's got a big school school project yeah. or something. Yeah, mate. Coey's uh, he's been been trying to you know get in and out of these computer labs or wherever he is. He's on on campus. He's like, give us give us forty five minutes. I can get on. But um, the doors are locked, and uh, unfortunately today he uh, was not able to be on, and he has other commitments with yeah. school. Um, the young bloke at college. So, uh, but yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll be hearing from him soon. Dallas Braden, mate, and the top step waits for no one. I don't care about your silly little school project. This is more important. I've told him that. He nearly yep. lost his apprenticeship. <laughs> I nearly, I nearly pulled the Have yeah, you gone without pay? It's going to hit him hard in the pocket. <laughs> yes. Yeah, You're going to burn thing. a hole in his pocket, mate. All right, so uh, Dallas is about to join us. Um, he's in the waiting room right now, in the green room, eating the snacks. Eating Kevin that Aussie. Oakland, that, yeah, that Oakland Days famous locker room spread, hanging out in the waiting room. Hey, before he jumps on to, I love looking through his tweets. Did you see the latest one with his, with his uh, missus? Yeah, yeah, I did. I saw that. All right, we, we need to hit him up. I think I've got the perfect word of the day. I, th- I, think, we, I think we've got the perfect word of the day. I think yeah. you know what it is. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm on the same. I'm on the same page, mate. You on it? All right, let's bring him oh, yeah. in. We'll, we'll kick it off with that. All right. All right, mate. Dallas, how we do, how we going, buddy? I'm do I'm doing well. How you doing, Lefty? Good to see you, brother. Uh, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see. You. I've been I've been uh, waiting to hit you up for a good time to to hit you up to jump on. But hey, we want to start off. We're, we're kind of talking about this before you jumped on. There's a tweet a couple of days back that thought I'd share. <laughs> I love this too. By the way, Grant brought this up and he's like, hey, you need to ask him. It says right here, thought I'd share this pregnant smoke show with the rest of you. My babies are flower girls and their mother is dangerously close to spending the winter pregnant again if she keeps sending me pics like this. Picture of you and this is your missus with it with your two daughters, I take it, right? Yes, true story. <laughs> so yeah. th- what, you got number three on the way? <laughs> Yeah, we got we got number three on it. Well, she didn't just eat a burrito, Rhino. That's not that's not what that picture is about. She is pregnant. Yeah, number three on the way. Third little girl on the way. So my my entire world, as I know it, is on its way to an end. As soon as this <laughs> third little girl gets here, uh, yeah, I, I well, I've already taken a back seat in my own home. Like I have no fucking say uh, on anything that goes on. So yeah. this is just this is just gonna make it worse. It's all good. I'm prepared. Yeah, uh, we're, we're on two. Grant, you surrounded Grant. by women, mate. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> changes. Hey, I feel the same way over here. It's all good. Wouldn't have it any other way, though. It's perfect. That's it. But, but, but Balf was like, "Hey, make sure, make sure she's pregnant." I said, "Dude, I'm pretty sure she's fucking pregnant." <laughs> well, <laughs> man, just you know, I just want to make sure it's not an old tweet or so, yeah, something. You know, <laughs> got to check in. You know, some double right, check, so said, triple Dallas, check. That leads us. That leads us to our. We always do an Australian word of the day to kick it off, right? trying to educate the listeners we do have you know, obviously people here in the states uh you know want to get in with the aussie lingo and you got grants the, the grants the explanations are absolute gold like nails them every time so the word of the day now we'll see if you can guess this one the word of the day is up the duff dallas what do you got on that mate up the duff up the duff real up the duff he's that stumped could, we've stumped him already up the duff that i mean i mean that could that could be very explicit, you know, up, <laughs> up the duff. That could be like a how-to, this is where you put it type thing. Uh, up the duff, though, for me, I feel like that means 
uh, I am it's not up- as bad as you think. It's not as bad as you think. Oh, well, I was thinking like maybe I'm up the duff. Like right. I, I'm <laughs> with somebody who I clearly should not be with. That's somebody right. who should not be entertaining me. So I'm up the duff with her. Is that, am I close? Is that right? Rand, what do you got, mate? Yeah, mate. I mean, basically you're just saying she's up the duff. She's preggers. You know, oh. she's pregnant. Got one on the way. So okay. uh, right. that's, right. that's it. Basically just, just, Another word for pregnant in Australia, up the duff. Up the duff. Well, I mean, that's how that's how we got here, right? That's how that's how that ended up happening. Is- exactly. <laughs> so congratulations, mate, on, on number three. Well, thank that's you. That's awesome. Congrats, thank mate. You. I'm glad. Uh, excited. Yeah. It, it basically so- says here the meaning is used most commonly, although not exclusively described, unplanned pregnancy. So this is planned, I take it. It's unplanned pregnancy. I didn't know that. Oh, no, that was, so you absolutely well. nailed yeah. that. Then. That is absolutely correct because this, this is how my wife came in. He looks like he's got her up the duff. She, she, <laughs> dude, she came. She came in from the grocery store one day and plopped, you know, some bags down on the island. And I opened one of the bags, and there's like five different flavors of Pringles. Okay, <laughs> this lady has never eaten a fucking Pringle in front of me. <laughs> At any point in time in our life, let alone five different flavors of Pringles. And as soon as I saw that, I looked at her and I go, you're fucking pregnant. You're pregnant. <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, you're, like, you're legitimately pregnant. And yeah. we had some friends over like two days later. She like smelled something. and It was very weird. And I was like, I said it again. I was like, you're fucking pregnant. Like a week later, she went and got the test. And she Boom. just walked into the she walked into the kitchen at like eight thirty at night. Right. She just walked in and was like, oh. uh, and as soon as she, I was like, "What did I tell you? What did I tell you?" I was like, "I fucking <laughs> knew it." The Pringles sold you out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so there it is. <laughs> yeah, I remember my, my when we had our first. Like, my, I was like, "Oh, she's not." Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, she's just gonna want to crush food and everything else." I'm like, "Fuck, she's not eating anything." Like, there was, I'm like, "She's not doing that." Yeah. Oh, she's different. And then, I, then I find a fucking stash of like these little ice cream containers, like just like in the way. I'm like, "That's no, all good." Like, well, you don't be embarrassed about it. And she's like, "Like, can you go get me like specific flavors?" Like, fucking yeah. one o'clock in the morning. I was like, "Yeah." yeah everyone's different, right? Some people that sweet. Some people like you know chips or savory or whatever it is right they switch yeah, yeah. I, they i've been switch. on the like the biggest thing for her is peanut butter captain crunch yeah peanut there you butter go. captain crunch i'm going to the store like if i could get it in with the captain and have him just supply me some peanut butter every now and then like i'd be good to go because i have a lot of money on peanut butter captain fucking need that shit sitting at the doorstep when she gets home mate. oh dude well, the captain I, I, it, there's a, a, a gene in there somewhere that like there's a, a sense of rabidness that pregnant women go through and they just want to feel like, I don't know, because she's like, yeah, like just chewing on it. It's rough. And, uh, you know, the roof <laughs> of my mouth, I'm like, well, you're a goddamn psycho. Like you, you just want to go gnaw on a barbed wire fence or something like my God. Yeah. Getting yeah. weird. Things yeah. change. Hormones do crazy things there. Hey, Dallas, I want to I want to get into a few things. Now, first of all, I got to say, man, like. You do, and I'm not just kissing ass because you're on the show. And I've said this to a lot of people. <clears throat> I I love to listen to guys who do color in the booth. And, you know, obviously there's there's guys who I like. But, dude, you kill it, man. You are so good in the booth. And this goes dude. back to 2014 when you were at ESPN, right? When you mm-hmm. were in the booth yep. doing, I think it was what, Sunday Night Baseball or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And back then it was like there wasn't this whole just plethora of options or 
you know, different. I mean, there was regionals and stuff like that, but fuck, dude, that was like, you know, I was seeing you on ESPN. I was like, holy shit, that was a like huge space to be in. And oh, there's a yeah. hundred dudes they could take from that because there wasn't all these different outlets. Now I feel like everyone, yeah, you know, everyone's doing podcasts and all this stuff, different, different things, man. But you're so good <laughs> in the booth. When, when you kicked it off in 2014, when you started that, like you go back to those first couple of games when you're in there, and this is national TV. Did you feel like, oh, fuck, man, I've got a ways to go? Or did it just come right away? Or what, where, where, what was that moment where you're like, oh, fuck, I'm pretty freaking comfortable. I'm pretty freaking good at this. Well, first of all, dude, thank you very much. I, I sincerely appreciate that. Anytime I hear something like that coming from, coming from guys who have, one, played the game at the level you guys have and who understand the game on the level that you do, my biggest, what I feel, responsibility is is to – convey the game break the game down analyze the game in a way that maybe not everybody does or not everybody sees it and i've been fortunate enough to close ball games it's not like i'm a closer but i've pitched in the ninth inning i know what that's like i've been the opening day starter i know what that's like i've been the guy that nobody wants to hand the ball to down there in the bullpen because we like winning games and if you're on the mound we're not going to win that fucking game so i've been every guy that you can be in that role and i understand what it's like and i don't think that everybody is in that position right yep. and, and yeah most definitely of, yeah and there's and there's hall of famers <clears throat> there's hall of famers that might not be able to convey the game in a way that makes it attractive for everyone so i'm just trying to fit in and, and yeah. find find my space and maybe people who see the game the way I do or who don't see it the way I do, but can maybe put themselves in my position. That's what I'm trying to do. Just entertain, yeah. enlighten, and educate at, at ESPN. I'm, I'm my first game that I ever did was with uh, the great Dave Fleming, the giants yeah. broadcaster. It was a, a incredible learning experience. And for me to be able to start really at the mountaintop, because that's where guys want to end up is you know espn sunday night baseball i want to you know one of their weekly shows whatever it is and so I, I i had the opportunity to start there and learn an incredible amount so that when i found myself in the regional setting back here at home in oakland i had a sense of how to kind of get along you know how to convey the game and how to just articulate what i was seeing but it but it doesn't happen if I don't have the opportunity to learn from guys like Books Yambi, like Carl Ravage, you know, working next to yeah. the likes of Eduardo Perez. I mean, me and Eddie have a great relationship. I talk to him, um, admittedly, not as much as, I, as I'd like to, but uh, that all comes from the work that we did together at ESPN. So just being in a great position to learn from a lot of people who are way better than I am at what they do has helped me find my way i guess yeah i no. think too <clears throat> just on that too man i mean you mentioned like you have <clears throat> you know hall of famers guys who played 20 years in the big leagues who are superstars everyone if you're an espn or whoever even now that natural thing for them to say oh so and so played 20 years everyone knows who he is shove him in a booth yeah and i'm not again i'm not saying that those guys don't care there's some dudes who have that who are freaking really good like amazing at, and so I remember, I remember going back, like when, when, when I saw you on, on, when I saw you on ESPN, I was like, fuck, that is, first of all, I was like, that's fucking great because 
I was getting done playing. I'm like, shit, my career was kind of minuscule. I'm like, I'd love to do some of this TV and radio stuff, but they only give those gigs to dudes who got 20 years in the big leagues. And then yeah, when you spoke, so and you were just, what's that? I said, not so much. <laughs> yeah. I, but it, it, it was, it was just, it was really cool to see. And it, it, it was one of these things that it was obvious that you had a talent to what you were doing. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's why getting it, like, how did all that come about in the beginning? Because did they, hear you speak on something some other outlet and they're like shit this is like got skills or what was it that that's where like i legitimately like my my old agent and i we still laugh about this to this day because i was legitimately on my fishing boat in the middle of the river by myself i had been on the water for two days by myself just fishing and my agent called and is like hey uh you want to go to bristol and audition at espn and he said all of that. And I go, for what? <laughs> he, he goes, uh, well, you used to play baseball. And I don't know if you know this, but they do a baseball show. And they cover baseball at ESPN. <laughs> and they talk about baseball on shows. Would you like yeah. to do one of those shows? And I was like, yeah. well, fuck. Uh, I don't, uh, sure. Tell them sure. Tell them I'll come out. And so I went out to ESPN. I had no idea what to expect. No yeah. clue whatsoever. So I get out to ESPN walk around the campus, do like a, like a 30 minute audition, like a 30 minute show basically that they take me through. And then I did that twice. And then, I mean, by the end of the day, I had spent all fucking day there by the end of the day, I had, I had an offer. I had a contract offer. And then two weeks, two weeks into that deal, I signed a three or four year extension. So Who, who who else was auditioning when you were there? Like other players, we like, oh, shit, I'm up against him. Were you, were you thinking, oh, like, don't fucking blow it because I'm this close? Like, well, yeah, honestly, yes, because, and I didn't know who who else was auditioning uh, until like until the end of the day. And it's because I think they had guys, like, as I was on my way out the door, you know, they're bringing other people in, they're just trying to keep this circulation going. Yeah. And I knew, <clears throat> I know at least like there was, it was Jim Edmonds. Uh, it was Ozzy Gian. And like, when I heard those two names, I was right. like, well, I got no fucking shot here. Like, what, what, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. like, why? Like you just wasted my time. Thanks. I was sitting on a fucking school of sturgeon. And now I'm sitting <laughs> on this tired ass airplane driving, flying back to fuck. Come on, Jim Edmonds. Yeah, sure. My phone's going to ring. Ozzy Gian. Yeah, sure. <laughs> my phone's going to ring. And yeah. they were like, actually, we like you. And I was like, well, son of a bitch, let's right. do this. <laughs> hey, man, you've you always yeah, been a great character, been a great teammate. Like I said, you, you've known the game in and out. Um, you were able, like you said, you were able to do it all. You know, we all, we all know what you're probably famous for is, is, your, uh, is your perfect game. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and that obviously unbelievable mate i mean when you say you've done it all and you, you can say you've turned a perfect game you have honestly done it all so <laughs> and, and and just um just to give you a little little bit of props there obviously you would have pitched a lot longer in the big leagues you and i know that but uh you did struggle with some shoulder injuries and had some injuries that probably cut your you'll definitely cut your career a lot shorter than what it would have been you would have pitched uh, a lot longer which I know um, it was hard for you, I'm sure, but you obviously, uh, you know, have gone on to, you know, great things and, and stayed around the game and, and sharing uh, your experience that you've had, you know? Well, it's, look, I had, I, I always say, look, I had one good day of work. 
And I was very fortunate that my one good day of work, enough people were watching and the right people were watching that for whatever reason, I stayed on somebody's radar. And to your point about the injuries and stuff, like that's part of the, that's part of this beast, right? That's part of this animal. And and you, you know that. So for me to spend one single extra second, one single extra moment pissed off or angry about the way things worked out or didn't work out. Like I'd be wasting my time, man. I have a beautiful opportunity to still be around the game of baseball, The, the game of baseball in one way or another always tells us when it's done with us. And so for it to still allow me to be a part of it and for that to allow me to take care of my family, there's nothing else that you, that you wake up and ask for in this life other than those opportunities. And for baseball to provide those opportunities for me means that there's not a day that I wake up without a smile on my face. Hey, Hey, speaking of that perfect game, Grant did make a comment. He said, man, if, if there was, before you came on, he goes, you realize if there was robo-ums right now, like they're trying to have, Dallas wouldn't have thrown a perfect game. There's no fucking way that would happen. <laughs> right, well, let's reword it. I'll reword it. I said, wow. what I'm do is, no, no, I reword it. I'll say, I'm going to say to him on the show. I want to keep recording. I want to keep recording. I wanted to fuck with Dallas. I said, I want to say, if there were robo-cops today, would that have been um, a perfect um, game, Dallas? Um, I heard um, you were getting a foot outside. <laughs> the fuck out of here, a foot outside. If I was getting a foot outside, I would have found a way for that shoulder to work and I'd still be fucking thrown. If uh, I said, I said we gotta we gotta lead into the, the Robocop stuff. Uh, the Robo um Yeah, you said Robocops you know, before, by the way. Yeah, the Robocop. <laughs> the Robo um by uh having a little bit of a laugh and saying something about the perfect game if it was whatever. Just no, wanted I, to hey, ease into what? that. I even we even had we had this conversation last night on the air because Jim yeah. Wolf, who yeah. uh, was umpiring first base last night in the A's game, was the umpire on on Mother's Day. It was the umpire of the perfect game, and yeah. I always always just lay it on super heavy to for Jim Wolf. And you know, Kite, yeah. my my partner is going around the horn and he's telling everybody who the umpires are. Right, Jim Hoy at home and blah blah blah. And, and first base umpire Jim Wolf and I just said, who unbiasedly I believe is easily the greatest umpire going, probably of our generation, maybe of all time, and for no specific reason whatsoever. Kipe and he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, right." It has nothing to do with May 9th, perfect game. Jim Wolf being the home plate umpire it has nothing to do with that. It's just all about how. And I was like, "Yes, you're absolutely right." It just so happens that Jim Wolf was behind the plate that day. Um, Dude, exactly. Jim Jim Wolf, we were talking about him a, a couple episodes ago. He's all yeah, like that's shredded, right. you know what I mean? Like oh, he's he's got bro. the hair like the hair done. Like Randy, obviously, if if you don't know this, by the way, Randy, not you, but everyone listening, Randy Wolf's brother, Randy Wolf, another lefty. So he was probably hooking you up, man, because he's like, oh, he's kind of he's buddies with my, my brother, maybe I don't know. But left-handed, he, come on, guy, something right. is something vibing right there. No, but Wolfie's great. Like that's a dude who's throwing knuckleballs back to you you know like foul yeah, ball, yeah. he's throwing a fucking knuckleball <laughs> yeah. back to you like he, he's just yeah. he's he's that dude and he, he is like you think about ed hockley the nfl referee sleeves rolled up super jacked right like a little personality to him um, yeah but everybody just knows who that dude is that's who wolfie kind of reminds me of like on the baseball side of things he's got the sick hair fucking outstanding tan i mean there's nobody tanner than jim yeah. Wolf at the no. big league level and so yeah. he's yeah he's dialed in 
No, I never forget Darling. Russell Brandon. We had I can't remember the umpire, but there's an umpire standing behind him at first base, and Russell Brandon's you know big dude. That dude's a massive human. Yeah, and and the and he, the guy like he's trying to play, and he by the way he's like over three at this point. He's just like in his head, he's pissed off. I can't remember the umpire was. But he's kind of out, he's out of shape, you know. He's a bit portly, you know. What I mean, like he's he's a big dude. He's like, hey Russell, um, you know, you, you into protein shakes, like you know when you're working out. <laughs> and Russell's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then and he was like. He's like, oh, hey, you know, what kind of protein you take? This and that, like, you know, what kind of supplements? He goes, how about you mixing a fucking salad? <laughs> it's funny because we were all talking. It was hilarious because the dude's like, you know, Ofa that day, and he's coming to yeah. day. Everyone's just laughing. Oh. But we're like, but we're like, dude, look at look at Wolf, look at Wolfie over here, mate, look, looking after himself. You know, <laughs> it was gold. It was gold. I love it. Hey, I speaking of Dallas, speaking <clears throat> of man with the umpires, like. Dude, it's a friggin' hard job, man. Like, oh. it is a friggin' hard... What, what's your take? We're talking about the robo-arms. Like, what do you got on that? What do you think Major League Baseball should do? Like, the mm. umpire still gets to call the game. Mm-hmm. But they have someone in their ear to say, oh, that was a ball. But they can, you know, sort of objectively say, oh, no, that was actually a strike. What, what, what's, your, what's your best take on that, what Major League Baseball should do? Uh, the human element is so important to the game of baseball. And, it, it, and it's... In all its glory, it really starts and stops with that home plate umpire. The home plate umpire is the narrator of the story that's unfolding right in front of you. And if you take that away, then you take a lot of the feel for the moment. You take a lot of feel for the game situation. You take that away. It becomes a very stale, a very homogenized moment in time like the safes the outs the close plays and like that's all stuff that we get excited about right like like the the close calls like that's all stuff that gets people going and you see home plate umpires emphatically punch a guy out in a big spot two runners on second and third seventh inning strikeout looking yeah like everybody's getting fucking pumped about that right yeah and that's because the umpire is playing along he's invested in the moment too and when you take that away you take a certain level of excitement away but i'll I'll, I'll say this it's it's really two-sided hitters and and i can say you you almost have to say it in the same breath for it to make sense hitters want no part of an automated strike zone slash hitters would adjust very quickly to an automated strike zone. What does that mean? Hitters don't want to see a ball get caught a certain way and have it be a strike because visually it's messing with the location Rolodex that they have burned into their brain, right? They know how wide 17 inches looks to the naked eye based on what they've been tracking their entire life. That's the width of the strike zone. Height as well. They've got that emblazoned into their mind. So when a slider down and away right on right gets ridden down and out of the strike zone and it looks terrible yeah but it actually clips that lower bottom right hand corner of the strike zone and gets called a strike you're pissing everybody off on the offensive side of the game right there right they're like that's not a fucking strike i mean i think we saw that in a minor league game where they're they're testing out this robot lump and a kid pitcher through the pitch he knew that Okay, like you're saying, it could have clipped the strike zone, but he knew that it wasn't even close. Like the catcher was set up inside, the ball was down and away, he had to reach to grab it. But yeah, okay, it does clip through the strike zone. The catcher, you know, somehow manages to twist his body, grab it, and 
you know, he gets called upstairs. It, that's gone through the strike zone. It's a strike. Everyone's sort of, the, even the umpire himself, they're all just going, uh, strike three, you're out. That was yeah. just this weird, weird scenario that it's, it's no one brutal. wants. No, no one it's wants brutal. that. And, and Balvi, like, think about this, boys. Think about this. Take yourself into a ball game late. You're in that scenario that I just kind of gave you. One, two, runners on second and third. And you throw that slider. And your catcher boxes it and rides you out of the zone. Are you willing to take the the robo strike? Are you right. gonna? Yeah. Are you willing to take it? Fuck yeah, you are. You're taking that. Oh robo yeah. Strike. Oh yeah. I was telling Ryan. I mean, if it was bases juiced, whatever. I throw that pitch. I'll take it all day long. Whatever yeah. gets me out of that inning. You know. Oh, yes. You just at that point when there's runners on and there's runners in scoring position, you'll take anything to get you out of that inning, no matter what it is. Yeah. That's what you love about pitching in Oakland. Love that foul territory. I'm like, hey. I, just think, I, I think that with the human element too, just even pitch framing. You know, like I love watching the dude just go oh, whack and just frame that pitch. Can you imagine a dude just back there with a fucking, like just a big old sloppy glove just there? Which no, well, that's, catch. And, and, yeah. and that's what, <clears throat> honestly, I talk a lot about that because there's no position in the game of baseball that has been impacted by the evolution of the game of baseball yeah. more so than the catching position. Right. No. Shortstops are still setting up pre-pitch the way they were in 1980, right? Your pre-pitch yeah. routine, settling in, coming into your footwork, all of those things yeah. are relatively the same. Catching? No. Catching yeah. is completely different. Yeah. Completely different. Like the idea of controlling the running game, things like that, those have <clears> taken <throat> a backseat to yeah. stealing strikes, which yeah. is why they set up completely differently. Why? We don't give a shit about the guy at first base because yeah. teams essentially across the board have said we're no longer gambling yeah. with outs yeah. we're not going to we're not going to roll the dice and try to pick up 90 feet what we're going to do is steal strikes because the out at home plate is still the out that we feel we can control without actually having to execute within the game meaning we don't have to actually throw legitimate strikes to get legitimate strikes so why don't we figure out a way to make those illegitimate strikes or the stry balls the balls that are yeah. right on the line yeah. ball strike how do we make those ours and when you yeah. find a guy that does that for you that dude becomes invaluable and to your yeah. point rhino i would hate to live in a world where sean murphy's skill set the oakland A's catcher right. is is useless because yeah, no. it, com it completely it, changes the position well, it, it, cha it, cha it changes everything it changes everything that you're focused on as a catcher because for me everybody turns into a, a mike piazza Meaning, yeah, I don't care yeah. how many bases you steal out there on me. I don't give a shit what the strike zone looks like or how I look catching the baseball. The robot's going to take care of that. I need to be going three for four tonight. Yeah. Oh. Hey, uh, here's, here's one for you. Just with the game today, and you know, it's so different, man. Even from, like, it plays the way they sort of brand themselves now. Like, for example, the Mariners, like, you know, I'll be doing, like, a pregame show or something, I glance up, and they're doing the big promo video up on the screen. And you've got, like, a good 10 to 12 dudes – you know, doing like this, like there's like the green screen behind them. They've obviously done it at spring training and they're like doing like, yeah, like dancing around, like, or doing all this stuff. Fuck dude, 10 years ago, five years ago, no way would you get a collection of 12 dudes on your team and be like, I'm not doing this shit. Yeah. Like I remember, yeah. I remember I went to Tampa and there was like four of you dudes doing like this, like the cheesy where you like throw to the camera, you know, yeah, this yeah. whole thing. I, went, I was, remember, just juggling the ball, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but it was like pulling teeth. But it's different. Players are different now, mate. Like they, they just, oh, yeah. yeah, they're all on social media, whatever. That's fine. Like I was on, Definitely. I remember being on Twitter just getting ripped for it. 
the game the game is different like the players are so different now well there's, all- there's there's the other thing too that that kind of leads into that is and i think they've tinkered with it or people have tried is sponsoring putting sponsoring on uniforms and, and oh, individuals yeah, that's, that's and, and things like that and, and i don't know if mlb will will ever let that happen oh i'll see you um, next year bud that's good is it yeah. oh yeah is it coming what, which, okay the, the, so there the it is advertising yes yeah, that yeah, that is coming. So that so that's how far we have come. Those yeah. talks were been going on for a long time, but here they are. We've yeah. never seen it. Like I, I remember thinking about it in the Japan series, like back in 08 when we were over in Japan playing the Red Sox, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, is this really what it's going to look like? You know, like yeah, we're going to have a, a huge brand name like right under athletics or right on the left yeah. breast of athletics. Well, like, they they know, do it in many sports, rugby league back home. They, they do it right across the back. Soccer, soccer jerseys or, you know, kits or whatever the hell they're called. Penny, uh, <laughs> pennies. <laughs> like, is, isn't that what they are? Like, it's basically like, you, you hope you get sponsored by a sweet company because otherwise yeah. you just got this oh, yeah. big ass trash bag company name on your chest. And it's like, I hope they yeah. got cool colors. Otherwise I'm not buying that shit. Oh yeah. It's um, <laughs> yeah, man. It's I know, it, put it this way. Man. I, I think it was a rod the other day. There was a tweet that popped up where he oh, said, if fuck. he was commissioner, commissioner, yeah, commissioner for a day, and there was a there was a couple of changes. I'm trying to find it actually. What 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 do you what do you wrote uh, there's on, on there? There's only one thing we 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 talked about this the other day, and there's only one thing that I could roll with uh, with that pair of clown shoes, <clears throat> and that's the camera on like he wants sixty cameras on on the batting cages, right? So he wants a that's, camera that one of them. That's in right. each uh, batting cage, yeah. and and, and look. As as much as I, as strong of an opinion as I have of that dude, yeah, I also can understand his brain, and I understand yeah. because I am process oriented, right? Like the result matters not to me as much as how did we get here, the work put in to get to where you ultimately wanted to be. What does that look like? That's where I'm going to learn yeah. more about who you are, what you're right. willing to do, what you're not willing to do is is the process, right? Yeah. So. For him, he wants those cameras on those tunnels because he understands the process of, again, seventh inning. You got a lefty coming up and you're a righty on the bench who's looking around and you got the three batter minimum and you're like, you know what? My number could come up here. And if I do Mm -hmm. get to face this lefty and and he gets, you know, if he gets fed to me, this is what I'm ready for. So what do you do? You're probably in the tunnel. You're probably getting some work in. Now, does that consist of flips? What's your routine? Are you soft toss? Do you go flip soft toss live? Do you just work off the tee? Do you go tee live? Like, what does this look like? So when you've got a guy who you're a fan of, who didn't start the game, but could be coming up in a big pinch hit spot later down the road, and you have the opportunity to peer in and watch him prepare for that big seventh inning at bat, I think fans would appreciate that. Yeah, but, definitely. But there's no yeah. microphone access. Like, we're not going to have this guy in the mm-hmm. cage in the seventh inning stopping, looking at the camera, and engaging yeah. and going, this is why I like to do this. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, to go yeah. middle yeah. here because I'm sitting on a slide piece. I'm, lying, yeah. I'm trying to get it up. and I'm tra- like, That's not going to fucking happen. So stop that. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. Just you could pan, pan in and pan out and just kind of show this is how he prepares. But that's about it. Maybe you can sit there and talk about it. You maybe get a chance to talk to him prior to the game and say, this is what I do. And you can talk for him. But yeah, you're not going to get that 
Hey, hey, Dallas, just just to give a little bit of context here and for some listeners in, back in Australia who don't quite know about you and Alex Rodriguez, oh. talk to us about it. Now, there was a moment that happened. It was, was it after your perfect game or before? I'm trying to remember. Before. It was before. Okay. Yeah. So oh, you're yeah. pitching against the Yankees. A-Rod flies out or whatever, and he runs back across the field and runs straight over the mound while you're pitching. And you were having none of it. Right. No, no. So, so talk, talk us through that. And since then, just so people who don't know the story, man, they can go look it up. You can find it everywhere. Right. It was massive. It was great, by the way. I loved it. <laughs> since then, has there been any interaction? Have you spoke about him, to him or about or whatever? As he said, tell us what happened on that day and, and everything after that. Yeah. Or, so, man. so it was actually, he was on first base. And, oh. um, I mean, if he, if he wouldn't have been a little bitch and would have got a lead, I'd have fucking snap picked his ass and we'd have been having a great time. Uh, but he knew he was slow, so he was anchored to first. And Cano was actually up, and oh, gotcha. Um, Cano hit a foul ball, and he hit like it was a, you know like a little bleeder. Might have might have stayed fair down the third baseline. So <clears throat> Alex was trying to go first to third, and oh, yeah. because it was a foul ball, <clears throat> and he's over around third, he's got to come back. Right, he's going back gotcha. to first base. Okay. So yeah. I'm walking up the mound. I am on the dirt. I'm probably three steps up the slope. And this is what I want people to understand is it's not like I was on the grass in front of the mound and he took like one or two steps over the very front part of the dirt of the mound. Yeah. Or it's not like he was just on the backside of the mound either. Okay. I am two feet maybe from the rubber and this son of a bitch runs between me and my fucking rubber. I remember and that. that's where I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, like I almost in- basically almost checked you right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Like, bro, who the yeah. fuck? Like, you got me fucked up if you think that that's going to roll. Like, that is yeah. not okay. And yeah. I wasn't even looking at him, right? I'm like walking back up. The- and honestly, I see his feet. I see like out of the my peripheral. I'm like, what? the What? What? And I look up and I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, and I said what I said, get the fuck off my mound. And he like yeah. stopped and looked at me and I said, get the fuck off my mound. And yeah. he just like kind of kept walking over to first base, like looking at me weird. And yeah. I found this out later. Uh, Barton told me Derek Barton was first base. Oh, yeah. And Alex asked him like, hey, is he is he talking to me? Is he whatever? And Grant knows like on my start day, Rhino, I was a different dude. I was not the dude right. that you saw in the clubhouse. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't right. anything. I would talk to myself a lot and talk to myself out loud a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, and like not interact with anybody though. So he was like, who's he? Ta-? And Barton was like, he's a weirdo dude. Like forget, you know, forgive him. He's just talking out loud. And then after the, we got the third out, I got Cano to roll into a double play. And like, as soon as he hit the ball, I just turned and started walking to second. Like, all right, motherfucker, let's have a talk. And <laughs> That's when I started. I just started fucking yelling at him as I'm walking yeah. out there. And he's like, what did you say? And then he like just kind of shooed me away. And I was That's like, right. oh, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, you son of a bitch. Oh, that fire. That fire. He might as well have just slapped me across the face. Oh, I remember yeah. the little wave off. And that I was just like, oh, you fuck. I remember yeah. that. Dude. Uh, and I was like, I, I will fuck. I don't know that I'll kill you. I'll fucking try. I will absolutely <laughs> try, though. Like, hey. don't, don't but, but no, no, no interaction since then. Um, actually pretty good story i was out to uh i was out to dinner for my birthday and him and i had the same agent for a while and oh wow yeah yeah i was i was out to dinner for my birthday at a a a great place in la sushi 
my wife and I, and I am banged up, bro. Banged up. All right. I got after it. And we are, we are leaving later in the evening. We're leaving and I walk through, we're going to walk through this doorway. You got to walk up a couple stairs, but there's a table directly to the side of this entrance. My wife walks up ahead of me and I take a step onto the stairs and this arm comes out of nowhere and like grabs my arm. And I, and remember I am shit faced. Okay. Shit faced. And I like, I get grabbed or whatever. And I look, I like, I look down at my arm like an idiot. And then I look over like at where the arm's coming from. And like, I can't quite make it out again. Cause I'm pissed drunk. And then I realize who it is. I'm like, and then I just say out loud, I go, Oh, this fucking guy said it just, <laughs> just like that. Just like that. And the dude, the dude, like it was incredible. Cause he was like, Hey man, Danny told me that you guys might be here, you know, happy birthday. Just want to let you know, uh, I've, I've watched you on TV. Like you're doing a great job, man. I love the work. I love what you're doing. And he's saying all this shit. And I'm just looking at him like this, <laughs> like, I'm just staring at him and he gets done with saying whatever the fuck he said. And I uh, just kind of like lightly nodded and then turn around and walked off. Did you give him the, did you give him the, I, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> Just shoot him I, I fucking should have. I absolutely should have. But my wife, my wife, that was the first time she'd ever like kind of seen me in that mindset, like right. in yeah, person, yeah. right? She's heard stories or whatever. Took you to back to the field, back to the plane days. Uh, yeah, she saw like she and she was like, Hey, are you like afterwards? She was like, Are you okay? I was like, okay. I'm fine. I was like, You gotta understand, I one, I'm drunk and I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know yeah. what he was doing. And then he started talking and I was like, I, and then I kind of explained to her in a drunken stupor. I was like, don't believe any fucking thing. I got fucking says. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> and so she was All like, right. yeah, you looked, she's like, you, you just, it, you felt different. I was like, yeah, cause the guy's full of shit. I was like, I don't want to fucking sit there and entertain that entire conversation. Like I'm fucking over that dude. Come on. But yeah. else with it, with, is it, was there people around? Like were people? Oh yeah. There were fucking thing? three people sitting down at his table. Like he was with, three or four other people at the table and then there's people around so like you could people knew who he was right yeah like, yeah, yeah. Like, that guy's not sneaking into a fucking restaurant like you, nah. he's there you're gonna know he's there and so yeah it was definitely like a uh, a record scratch at the party kind of moment like, yeah. <laughs> everybody's like what the fuck just happened I'm like it's great i'm having a birthday yeah. fuck that guy <laughs> Oh man, on with my night. That's it. Yeah, no sweat off my balls. Oh, shots, shots all around. Hilarious. But so that nothing because I mean I think it like you know because I mean I know you're doing stuff now with with Oakland, but mm -hmm. you know ESPN, you, you're traveling a lot. You thought you'd bump into each other when you're sober. You know what I'm saying? Not just at yeah, some restaurant. No, well, when you're well, I mean, look, look. I had you know I had a podcast at uh, at another place for the last fucking five years or whatever, and A Rod actually had done some stuff with Barstool and you know, they asked like, Hey, we want to get him on. Like he'll come on the show. Yeah. And I said, I'm good. No, thanks. And yeah. they were like, hold on. What? You don't want him on the show. Right. Yeah. They're like, do you understand what kind of numbers that would do? Do you understand like the, the revenue that you could generate? Like if you team up with him and do you, and I said, yeah, I said, but that's not how I roll. Like that for yeah. me, that is the epitome of selling your soul. Like, yeah. I'm, like, cause I said, I said straight up, I said, I don't ever want to sit down and talk to anybody that comes with a list of shit that we cannot talk about. 
And yeah. that's exactly who that motherfucker is. So yeah. like, like, look, the dude's going to live a great life without me. He could give a fuck less what happens to me and vice versa. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not here to like, you know, fire arrows at the dude, but there's just, there's nothing for me. There's nothing of substance or right. value that's ever going to yeah. come out of a conversation with that guy. So yeah. I'm, I'm all good, man. Uh, I am all so good. this is more, yeah. this is not just obviously running across the mound, just set you off. But more so than that, this is the way he <clears throat> handles himself that you just are not on the same page with, don't vibe with. And that's why, okay. Yes. Yes. Like, like, and look, for every person he's treated terribly, for every bridge he's perceivably burned, I'm sure there's a teammate and a, a worker at the stadium or something that he's helped in an, an incredibly yeah. massive way, right? Like that, that just, that is what yeah. it is. So yeah. that, that, that's not to take away from, who the the actual human being is or anything like that it's based on my experiences based yep. on the experiences of gotcha. people that i revere yeah. and <clears throat> like for, for like the guy sees the goddamn game of baseball yeah. like what are you doing dude yeah. come on like just yeah, fucking yeah we've all been there you, you know someone will ask me what do you think of this bloke might ask you what do you think of this bloke? We, we've had different experiences with different people yeah. and, that, and that's just the way it is i'll say oh he's a great guy ryan might say oh he was a dick when i spoke to him most Fuck, I don't know. As far as I know, he's a good bloke, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, so, I mean, I get, that, that I get it. Bones, and, it man. and we meet a lot of people in baseball. I'm sure there's a bunch of guys out there that fucking hated me, but I was okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm staying by my teammates, but That's fuck it, man. all the rest of you. That's I might be playing on your team next year. Hopefully we'll fucking, we can figure it out. <laughs> Make amends, that, but man. right now, fuck you. <laughs> but no, hey, it's funny, man, because we have people who, you know, come on like, oh, and people who listen, like, especially here in Seattle, who have seen Grant in Oakland A's uniform or even back in Tampa. And like, oh, Grant, he seems a lot different than when he was pitching. And you mentioned it too, Dallas. I mean, you were a different dude when you were pitching, right? Yeah. But it's, it's one of these things, man, like away from that, it, I get stuck on this thing where you want everyone to like you, especially to when you're broadcasting and, and everything else. So you, you, mm -hmm. you tread lightly the thing. And again, I'm not kissing ass here again, but Dallas, I love the fact that you can be honest. Mm -hmm. You are. And, and essentially to him, if people don't understand this, you're working essentially for a team now, right? The Oakland yes. days, yep. but you have a great mm -hmm. podcast. Baseball is dead. Well, you guys, you guys throw your opinion opinions out there and you're not afraid to do it. Is there any, ever that time where you're like, oh, okay, now I'm representing this team, essentially the Oakland days, that you have to tread lightly on, on the on the on the podcast you do? Um, I, I would say yes and no. I've been afforded a lot of freedom to be myself, yeah. and I think for better or worse, that is what has allowed me to continue to pursue opportunities. Um, but there, there's an understanding that a lot of what you say is impacted by how you say it. And it's taken yeah. me a very long time to truly understand what that means on all of the levels that it means it. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so understanding like when there's big marquee issues, like we're talking about rule changes to the game and we're talking about things of that nature. I feel the same way everybody else feels because I'm a fan of the game. Yeah. And yeah. share those opinions, share those thoughts. Like we're, we're having what I hope is constructive conversations about the game of baseball and the evolution of the game. And right. if you're ever going to keep pace with what's going on around you, you should probably have conversations about it. And yeah. the beautiful part about doing that is you're going to learn. Like I'm here to learn. And yeah. if I can share 
what I think and someone's response can give me a different perspective. Well, fuck man, that's what we're yeah. here for. And right. so yeah. we've been at a point in the game of baseball for so long where the business and the dealings that go on behind closed doors have really been allowed to have the narrative constructed for those conversations. And then it kind of gets put out based on how one side wants you to digest it. And Mm -hmm. then you just kind of hope that people are going through all the bullshit and can find the answers that really mean something. And that's what your conversations are like with the guys that you have on your podcast. That's what we're trying to do is just have those conversations so that we can continue to educate and move this game forward. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Again, like sometimes we'll have a player on like, uh, Mitch Hanniger was on a couple of weeks back, but it's like, it's one of those things I understand he's still playing. So like mm-hmm. he was kind of outspoken because the man, he wanted the front office to to step up, but he's going to tread, obviously tread lightly because they're that's the hand that feeds him, you know? Yeah. You, so you, you representing the Oakland days, you, you're in the booth pretty much what every game, right? I mean, you, you're yep. doing color every game. Yep. And congratulations by that. I know obviously Thank Ray yeah. Fossey, who was awesome, oh, man. man. He, when I yeah, say right, I, was, I, was in, I wasn't even with the A's, but I used to have these kids come over from Australia. I remember for two years <clears> straight, like we're waiting for like, you know, um, David Force to come out and talk to the kids and stuff like, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Amazing. And, and that's why it kills me when people talk about the Oakland A's and stuff. And I want to talk to you about what's going on out there. But dude, Ray would come up. Here he is. Come, you know, he'd be on the field. He'd, he'd trot over mm-hmm. and then just boom, boom, boom. And, and the kids are like, you know, they, they, they want to watch BP. But he would say things, and all of a sudden, he's got this captive audience of twelve-year-olds because yeah. he's he's yeah. saying these stories. That he was fucking awesome, and he's sitting there for thirty yeah. minutes. Oh, dude, it was, was unreal. Great. He was yeah, great. He was I mean, great. it was it, it was. Uh, Malvin, you know, I mean, look, every every day yeah. as players, every day we're awesome. down there on the field, we're walking yeah. out to the field. He was right there at the end of the tunnel, saying hi to you, shaking your hand. He's got. He, he, I mean, he had huge. Right. huge fucking hands i could have thought he was our mascot honestly he was always like high-fiving <laughs> and like you would have thought he was the mascot for the Oakland days i mean he was the number one fan of every player on that field wanted you guys to do, do so well you know well and 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 treat you like you were a hall of famer you know oh like yeah straight like yeah. legitimately treat like and that's what i miss like you know like today i'll go to the ballpark and ray won't be there I, I won't have the opportunity to get into his closet and we start talking about the game and and like yeah Yes, he, he's missed, but I, I appreciate that. Right, and he's really again; those are examples that he set for me. Right. So, if you ever find yourself at the Coliseum again with fifteen lunatic Australian children running oh, around, I I'm you your up. guy. <laughs> sure, <I'm hitting> <laughs> now I, I got to say, man, it's always been good. Like like Blake Trinan when he was there, he was great. I mean, Liam obviously there as well, but but no, right, it was awesome. But hey, speaking of man, now Oakland. Now, we, we watched during the CBA, some of the talks were about having a salary floor or how mm-hmm. the owners do things. But with, with Oakland, what's going on out there at the moment, man? Like, we hear about the fans. Is it a real thing where fans are saying, you know what, we're not coming to the games until the you Boycotting, do- basically, is, is kind of what we're hearing. Boycotting, and we've heard different things about them. We saw the Raiders move to, to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. There's rumors that Oakland will now, or the A's, I should say, will go out there. There's also other rumors that they'll stay, they'll stay put and try and build a new stadium. Um, let's let's hear it from your point of view. What- well, there's there's a, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty easy to say that yeah. we are as close as we've ever been to having a new ballpark. Yeah. We're as close as we've ever been. We're also as close as we've ever been to leaving town. Yeah, and right. 
those are just scary thoughts to have in general because of how close we are to one of those two realities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feels like it's going to be either or, right? Like, and yeah. that is a reality that regardless of what the end result is, has sort of been in the distance. It's been something that you can kind of not really think about right now because we've still got time and we'll get it figured out when the time comes. The time has come. Yeah. Yeah. And the figuring it out is, is happening right now. And one thing I always try to make abundantly clear is A's fans understand the cyclical nature of how business operates here in Oakland. And that is why I believe A's fans are cut from just a little different cloth than some other fans, because not only do they understand it for better or worse, they've come to terms with it, but Mm. at the end of it all, does not mean that they like it? Yeah. So you essentially have a fan base who for 20 plus years or so has just kind of been hanging in there, you know, and from a consumer perspective, you can understand that when consumers, the customer doesn't feel a certain way about things, they only have a limited scope of ways to communicate their frustration. And yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. One way yeah. for them to express their frustration is you can get on Twitter, you can get on the internet, fire off some yeah. tweets and whatever. And, and if that mm-hmm. doesn't do it for you, then maybe you don't show up to the ball game. And you sit yeah. at home on Twitter and you fire off tweets. So you're seeing a lot of different responses to the frustration that fans have been feeling that has yeah. frankly been mounting. So when, when folks fire their arrows at the fans, I understand why you might think it's the fans and their issue, yeah. but that's just not the totality of the situation. No. So I, I having grown up, a fan of Bay area baseball, grew up a giants fan, grew up an A's fan and, you know, enjoying both teams in the Bay. I am privy to how this operates. Grant, you as a player there in Oakland knew if you didn't know about it before you got there, you knew about it once you showed up. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember seeing, um, you know, some sketches of ballparks that could have been maybe San Jose and different talks about where it could be Fremont. That was kind of out of the question. Um, all different things. I, I feel like my career was based on that. You know, I, Came up with the twins. They talked about new stadium, new stadium. I leave, they get a new stadium. I go to the race. They talk about a new stadium for so long. It's getting closer. We're not at the point where Oakland's at, but they're very close. A lot of different ideas being thrown around here. And then out in Oakland, like you said, when I got there, it was, yeah, new ballpark. I was there when the, you know, the shit hit the ceilings, so to speak. It literally backed up and (laughs) we had to go upstairs and, and shower after some games because it just wasn't so pretty down in the clubhouse. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, as much as I say that, I, I had some of the greatest times out there. And the fans are, like you said, the fans are, they are, they're cut from a different cloth. They love the game. They, they're right behind you. You get weekend baseball out there in Oakland, Ryan. I'm talking 40,000 people packed house and they're doing that rage and or whatever it may be just oh. over the years. It was unbelievable. That, unbelievable. I probably never had a feeling like it other than playoff baseball. So they definitely support the team. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I remember playing against the A's, and you're sitting there. They, like you said, Dallas, there's a different, definitely a different identity there. It's not this thing where they come, the the family, and it's like, hey, everybody, clap your hands up on the thing. Oh yeah, clap and go get a hot dog. No, no, they're they're they're, they're diehard. I refer <laughs> to the Oakland fans as Spartans because they they truly are. They're few, but they are loud. They are vocal. They are rambunctious at times. And they will, I mean, I swear to God, you close your eyes in that stadium in a big moment for the A's, and you would think that there's 60,000 people standing on your chest beating a war drum. That's what it feels like. That's what it sounds like. And that's, that's legitimately coming from two small sections in the outfield. Right field Will and those maniacs and everybody out in left field bleachers as well and everywhere in between. I mean, they fucking bring it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely bring it. So when like, I mean, look at Oakland. This is the birthplace of the wave. For Christ's sake, right? Crazy George. Like you got all kind of history there, man. But the the, oh. the fans, they they truly, they make the. I mean, I'm, I I have friendships. I have relationships with these fans that were there when I was playing. Right, mm-hmm. folks out in in the left field bleacher crew actually bought me a Jersey that says two Oh nine on it because yeah. when was Russ with us? Were you there when, when Springer was with us, Balvi? Um, shit. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah. I thought oh, I was yeah. for, yeah, he was there for like a yeah. year, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Russ, right. on spring training. Yeah. You know, Russ Springer, he's got a fucking thousand years in the big leagues and he shows up yeah. and he sees, sees the two Oh nine tattooed on my stomach. And he's like, so you're wearing 209 this year. And I was like, excuse me. He's like, yeah, go to the clubby right now. You're going to be wearing a three digit number. I was like, I don't, I don't think you could do that. He's like, son, trust me. I've been in this game for a while. There's no rule against a three digit number. Go get your three. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't think I, I'm not the guy to do that. I don't think I can do that, man. He was like, no, you got it. You absolutely got it. He's like, it's coming from me. You're fine. I was like, Russ, I love and respect you. I still don't think I'm the dude to pull off three digits. <laughs> But the fans had like heard about that story. Right. And yeah. so we get to the ballpark. And after the game, they're stopping me. They're waving me. You stop, stop, stop. So I stopped, say hey. And they're like, hey, man, we got you this. You know, you know how much we love you, That's like awesome. local boy, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so they have this fucking bright yellow jersey that says Stockton on the back with green numbers, 209. I loved it, man. Got out of the yeah. car, put it on, took a picture with them. Uh, I have that picture with me and those fans hanging right above my desk in my office yeah i got i gotta i gotta say just to that i even when i was out there i had people painting me making me shirts all the time i even played catch you know i go down the outfield down the line before pre-game stuff oh uh, they absolutely loved loved balfi loved balfi you kidding me that fucking ninth inning hits that music hits it's over they were great i mean they were great i got i got the shirts up there in the closet right now i'll pull them out i had one it was a button up i had the rage on the back with the skull with the scalp you know with the aussie flag hanging down just like crazy t-shirts these guys used to paint me and i'll put it on and play catch in the outfield they're like fuck you they love it man they fucking love it that was awesome. It was good times. Good people. Very good people out there. So Dallas, sure. speaking of that, man, like one thing with the CBA, you got the Oakland days, you know, a couple other teams. They're talking about having a salary floor, right? Mm-hmm. We had Kevin Kiermaier on last week and he, 
like singing the praises of the Rays. And his argument, and the same as Oakland, obviously this year's a little bit different, right? Because they sort of went into this thing where I'm going to give up some of these players. But the, the, the thing is with Oakland, it's you can talk about, oh, yeah, salary floor you want, but you've already – the Oakland days and the Tampa Bay Rays, they've mastered the – all right, we can beat your ass by having this payroll. But what, what are your thoughts on that, man? As far as like, should there be a salary floor to stop this whole rebuild thing happening with some of these teams? I think it makes a lot of sense when you're talking about creating competitive balance. I think right. it makes a lot of sense, like kind of a pay-to-play scenario, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to be this tall to ride this ride. Like that's all over <laughs> Disneyland. You can't, you can't yeah. have a great time at the happiest place on earth if you're not at least 42 inches tall. Right. Like it's just exactly not, it's not gonna happen for you. <laughs> so like you could really, really want it to be fun, but it's probably yeah. just not gonna be. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how <laughs> I look at trying to be competitive or being able to sell the idea of being competitive is well, if so, if you truly believe that, then you wouldn't have an issue hitting this mark, right? Yeah. If yeah. we had to start here, then I could believe you when you tell me that you're actually making a push for October. And maybe the push for October isn't everybody's grand plan. And what Mm -hmm. I also try to communicate to people is a lot of the times, and this doesn't go for everyone that owns a sports franchise, but you've probably made your money somewhere else outside of the sport that you own a franchise in, which has allowed you to accumulate what I call fuck you money. Yeah, what do you do with fuck you money? You start buying teams. You start buying continents and shit, right? Like islands. That's what you do. You start running the show. And so (laughs) when you you are in that position, it's still about business. And maybe this portion of your portfolio doesn't perform the way others do, where you're not too worried about the wins and losses so to speak, because the, the generated revenue is still dollars and you're still in the green. So the wins and losses might not match up to your fan base and the money that you're spending might not please your fan base, but you want to know what is happy, your bottom line, your revenue that you're generating. So you always have to keep that perspective, right? Just because it's not winning championships doesn't mean it's not winning good marks in the portfolio. Right. Yeah, you're right. So I think the one thing I wish was addressed with this CBA and even the last couple of years, like I was with the Cubs in 2012 minor league invitee, but I'm sitting in there and Epstein, this is the first year Epstein walks in and he literally walked in the clubhouse and you've got like, yeah, Alfonso Soriano over here. And like, I'm sitting next to Ryan Dempster you know, <laughs> right next to me. He walks in, you know how they give the whole front office, Hey, welcome. And this is what we're going to try and achieve this year. He literally walked in and basically just said, look, um, guys, I've been brought in here. Uh, for the guys across the street, this is in Mesa, you know, at the, this is my like, complex. Yeah. Basically like a five-year plan. Like I can't remember the words he said, but he said, I'm not here for this, this group of players. Cause you're all going to be fucking gone anyway. <laughs> Ryan Dem- and I'm sitting there super awkward. I'm like, and Ryan Dempsey's like, Oh, thanks dad. Like, <laughs> 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 but the thing, but the, the thing was, I'm sitting there and I'm, I remember that, like in going back to that, it's like, he just, with a big market team, just waved the white flag, said, oh, yeah, i got a five-year plan, so I'm gonna, we're going to rebuild. How do yeah. we freaking avoid that, man? Like, how do you get away from these teams? Just go, I'm just going to give away all these players and just have a shit show of, yeah. of a payroll. And then, and 
get get excited about these guys in double a like how do we how do you what do you have what's the tactic here that, as a fan you're speaking as a fan right now you as a fan who yeah. doesn't want to see that a fan no, that wanna, wants their team to be competitive every year they're coming up in the minor leagues like at least uh, the teams um might like i was with the mariners i remember like that they're still having a crack even though they're not going to beat whoever but they're uh-huh. still like shit this is the mm-hmm. best we got let's We're, go you're for still, it you're still trying right you're still yeah. trying to to put together the best and the most competitive club you can within your means. And you're not yeah. publicly saying, oh, sorry, we're, gonna, we're rebuilding this year. Like, oh, right. And, and, and the only way, straight up, the only way <clears throat> to get rid of that is to force the pay-to-play issue, like right. the, the floor. Oh, okay. You've got to hit this line. You have to. This is the com- like competitive spending limit. Whatever you want to no. dub it, however you want to categorize it, but that's what has no. to happen because until you do that, you're going to be living in a world where there's – because. It's, it's almost like a challenge. Look, we found out, right, that owners in their meetings, they actually hand out a wrestling belt. A championship belt gets distributed to the team that has the lowest payroll. Like, you've, you're the winner this offseason. Is, it, is it? It's, it's going to say, is it uh, something similar than Josh Reddick's belt? But his is his is down in Mexico right now. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is down in Mexico with a a who's who of uh. It's like the longest yard baseball version of that team right now. Um, but yeah, that, that's exactly like yeah. that, that's exactly what would have to happen. And so, as a fan, you would say, "Perfect." If you're making everybody spend, everybody's got to spend 120 mil. Yeah, and it's going to be tough for them to just start making this mass exodus a reality where you're really willing and dealing guys that have some time left on their deals or, you know, controllability. And you're saying, Nope, to hell with it. Give me the a ballers. Give me the a ballers. Like that, that's that for me is the realistic, most realistic way to, to address that. Yeah. Well, the game, the game has gotten younger as we see it too. So game has gotten younger in the last 10 years. You know, we noticed that it started to push the veterans out and the game has gotten younger due to that. And we, and we see a lot of that, a lot more now than what we ever did, you know, 10 years ago. You know, the spending obviously is dramatically, but, but, but at the same time, you know, we, we're seeing larger contracts than we've ever seen in our lives. Oh. You're getting the superstars are getting paid. It's just, it's almost like the poor and the rich, the rich, there's no middle, there's no middle ground really here No, that's, as far that's, as where the revenue goes. Yeah. And isn't it crazy how like baseball and society really mirror themselves, really mirror yeah. each other? For sure. It has. <laughs> All right, Dallas, we've kept you here too long. We do have yeah, we do have a segment here. It's called the All In Moment. So it's time for the All In Moment, brought All to right. you by All In Energy Drinks, which we we should have sent you some before. Yeah, what the fuck? They'll be coming. They'll be sending. We'll be sending you a case, mate, and get yeah, stuck I've, in all. I've already crushed mine, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's time for the All In Energy Drinks, who have thrown a perfect game when it comes to being great tasting better for your drink that you can feel good about drinking available now drinkallin.com you slash the top step to get 10 percent off all right so mother's day's coming up at the time of recording dallas perfect game at the moment in that perfect game for you where you were like shit man there's a pretty strong chance that this may happen or i've got a not i've got a perfect game hap- going but where you're like, oh, don't friggin' give up here. Don't walk this dude. Take, take us back to that day. Well, dude, it was, uh, well, first of all, like that day, there's, there was nothing, nothing similar about that day 
than any of my other starts in the big leagues ever. Like I, I, I told you before, and again, Grant saw it firsthand. Like on my start day, I would show up hoodie on. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm in the film room, like I'm in the video room, and I'm just finishing up my video work that I do all week long. And then I've got my routine, right? Hot pack, stretching, shower, oil in the glove, oil in the cleats. Like I just had a routine. And that day was completely backwards. I was extremely late to the ballpark, extremely late to the point where all I could do was get dressed, get stretched and go down to the field to start my, to start warming up, to start fucking playing catch. So yeah. my whole pregame routine completely shot, just completely. How come what traffic or something? Or? Uh, no, no. Um, I, uh, it, it being mother's day, um, <clears throat> like, you know, uh, I talked to like my grandma and I have talked about this now, but like mother's day was a day that, uh, like I was living with a calendar that had 364 days in it. Right. You know, Mother's Day wasn't a day that was in my calendar right. for a yeah. long time, um, e even with my grandma still with me and serving, you know, filling the role that she did, being the person that she did. She should be celebrated every day. Um, but because it was such a tough day for us, we just kind of yeah. got through Mother's Day together, you know. Um, <clears throat> so the night before uh, I had some some buddies over and I was just like I was feeling terrible about the next day that was coming and we got after it, like partied pretty hard <clears throat> to the point where my grandma on day games would come over to my house. And after I had already left to go to the ballpark, she would come over, take care of the dogs, let them out or whatever. And then she would come to the ballpark. Well, she came over that morning to check on the dogs and shit and then <laughs> go to the yard. And I was still in bed. I was still asleep. And she said, she's like, I walked in, I saw the fucking madness that was in the living room, like just bottles and cans and shit everywhere. She was like, and I just checked to make sure that you were breathing and <laughs> I got in the car and left. So my grandma was, Damn. she was at the Coliseum by the time I had even left my house to go pitch <laughs> in the Coliseum. So <clears throat> I get to the yard, speed through my pregame and all that shit and then you know get out on the mound and things are going all right and it was you know james shields was on the mound for the race their fucking yeah. guy wago so we scratch a couple of runs across him early and i think it might have been like back-to-back -back innings actually and there's like a mound meeting like the fourth inning fifth inning and it's still early but i i can remember looking up at the scoreboard and going you know they got a mound meeting all right and we scored a few runs cool uh no hits, no runs, no air. And then I start, started thinking to myself, I was like, fuck. I don't think I've, I don't think I've walked anybody. Yeah. And, I, and then I, 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 I remember saying this out loud to myself. Like, well, don't fucking baby it. Yeah. Don't baby right. it. Just on the mound. Kind of cruising. The eighth inning I had in a bat against Upton. Boss man junior. And just absolutely blew his fucking doors off <laughs> with 88. <laughs> Inner half. And I let that pitch go. And it felt yeah. great coming out of the hand. Stuck the glove. He was late. Swung and missed. And I, I can just remember walking off the mound 
like in in my head like i wasn't saying anything at that time i'm walking yeah. off the mound and i'm thinking to myself like this shit's a wrap it's a fucking done deal like you yeah. bring out the champagne right. in the top of the ninth because <laughs> over this is over um and i actually i wear longo out about this longoria because in the fifth inning that son of a bitch squirt around and tried to butt a couple Ooh. times oh yeah yeah but i i and and we've talked about this so if you're listening for folks who were like oh you should be doing i had no problem with it fully respected it right. a guy's rolling and the Rays at the time uh-huh. were the best team in baseball. So he's just doing what he needs to do to get his club going. All good. Mm-hmm. But that's that's where I now, I'll never let that bone go, right? I talk shit to him about uh-huh. that all the time. Like, bro, you know how bad I had you? I had you, Evan Longoria, he of 300-plus yeah, big league. Dude. I had you turn around trying to bunt. You wanted to bunt. <laughs> you had no other way to get to first base. If you could have hung your elbow out over the dish, you would have. And, uh, <laughs> we have some fun with that. But that that was that was that was the moment really so, like that mound meeting with game that shit. last three innings that last three outs was just you ran out there for the ninth and well Bobby, I, mean, I had never i had never seen dude i had never seen a big league mound in the ninth inning before i had never thrown a yeah, complete right. game before yeah yeah right so like the only time i had seen the ninth inning was coming in as a reliever so i yep. get out there and i'm just like Oh, yeah, shit, man. all right. You know, fucking ninth inning. This is what complete games feel like. This is fucking sweet. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. From there, it was a absolute. And what's cool is that was the actual, the first day. So I used to do this promotion, my area code 209, Stockton, California. Yeah. But if you showed up to the ballpark on the day that I pitched and you showed your driver's license and you were a Stockton, California resident, <laughs> I paid for your ticket. You got oh, to come nice. to that game wow. for free. So every day wow. I pitched, you were from Stockton. If you showed your driver's license, I paid for your ticket. Wow. So Let's go. section 209 yep. is where yep. is where they sat, right? They sat them in section That's right. 209. I remember that. Yeah. So like I remember looking up section 209 is like not every section was full that day, but section 209 was full and they're fucking losing their mind, right? Everybody in the section screaming and, sh- and so like, it was like I had my own little, like, I could just look up. Connection. There, absolutely. And just, yeah. like, feel the vibe, man. So, like, I, I truly do mean it when I, I say, like, for my city of Stockton, for the fans of the Oakland A's, <laughs> anybody that was there, that like, that's our day. That yeah, is man. our day together. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. All right, yeah, so that was an incredible moment brought to you by All In Energy Drink, available at drinkallin.com. Use the promo code, the top step. So, Dallas, you were, so you were basically – you you're paying if they had Stockton on their driver's license. Yep. Ha, so how would that work? So basically they walk in and then the the ticket guy just <laughs> running tab. Dro- okay, writes a tab and then off you. How many people are we talking here getting tickets? How many people would show up for that? Damn, dude. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Like I mean, anywhere. Like sometimes there'd be you know, like what what anyway like what I got stuck with the bill with if you will. Like right. there, I think the most we ever had at any one time. It was like 500 people, maybe. And like, like <laughs> a, a 500, yeah, which is a lot of fucking money when you're talking about yeah, tickets. Yeah. Um, tickets to a game, yeah. Yeah, but but it was, I mean, it was, in, in for me, again, the, the city helped shape who I was. Like that, that yeah. the city, uh, not helped shape, the, the city did shape who I was. Right. And a lot of people had a hand in that city getting me to where I am today. And I... Never, ever, 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 not for one minute will I ever lose sight of that. And I, I just want those people to know 
around every corner with every opportunity that I have to express that or or share that with anybody who doesn't know that it was them that got me to where I am today. And if that's the least I could do is get them to a fucking ball game, then absolutely. I do believe you have the the key to the city there, don't you? I do have the key to the city. Yes, do have the key to the city. And and as much as I have heard it before, are you the current mayor of the city? I need to know. (laughs) That's his email address. I know, I know that's, that's probably something of the past where you've, you've, you've dabbled with it. You're seeing the odd signs of Dallas like this, like the, they run for mayor. Like the, well, hey, hey, like if we're being honest, and maybe this is what Grant is talking about, there was a, there was a moment in time where the idea of me legitimate, like, and this is after retirement, like, yes. like yo, there was like, yeah. I was our, waiting for it to happen. <laughs> I mean, they were, look, long story short, we had some shady shit go down in the city where the mayor that was in office at the time was abruptly removed from office, which left the city of Stockton without a leader, without a mayor. And uh, for that two week period, my phone was lighting up and I was like, look, dude, I don't, I don't know that I'm ready yeah. for that right now. I don't think that's yeah. what it's going to go take the job at ESPN instead. Yeah. I'm going to go talk. I'm going to go talk baseball. If that's cool. Like I'll let yeah. you guys handle taxes. We'll, we'll, and we'll talk about that later down the road. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a bronze statue of Grant Balfour. As soon as you get off the plane in Sydney, there's a big bronze statue. Of- <laughs> <laughs> is it a bronze statue yeah. or is it Balfour just hanging out there shirtless? Waiting yeah. For someone? <laughs> well, fuck, I wish my, I wish. Oh, Dallas, man, uh-huh. this has been great, man. We'll let you go. We yes. know we've got a lot, you, lot to do, but um, it's been a blast, man. Thank you so much yeah, uh, for Good joining on you. us. And, and no, if you hey. haven't already, I know you. most people who are listening to this probably already know this, but Baseball is Dead is your podcast, right? And you with Jared – is it Jared Carabas? That's a – yeah, that's uh, yeah. you could say – well, you could I, – I call him Carabas. You could car- – Carabas. Carabas uh, is – yeah, Carabas is his given Not- name. Uh, asshole is is one of my favorites that I go with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, you all that's mistaken by Carab is the Italian restaurant. No, <laughs> no, thanks for clarifying that. Grant. Yeah. Sorry, just just to clarify that for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna get the yeah, the Australians take a break from listening to Grand Balfour for a second and go check out Dallas's podcast over there in, in Australia. But Dallas, man, yes. it's been a blast, man. Thank you so much. Hey, anytime, boys. Anytime. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Good seeing you. Good somebody. Talking. Yes, yes. Grant, great to see you, brother. Glad to see you're doing well. Glad to see you're still tan as fuck. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just had a just had a trip to Mexico. So, oh, okay. uh, so yeah, six six days down in Cancun. So That'd I got be. that. And yeah, and he's, the, always, uh, he's always like bronzed up there. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, yeah, I, live in, I live in Florida. You walk out the door, you got a tan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying true. to hide from the sun right now. <laughs> very true very true i think well, i got uh, sun poisoning when i was down there but that's okay well the, the tan is in full effect the mohawk on point as always oh yeah oh yeah it, it is real here that's what all right here before we go let me ask you guys this just an opinion here i'm workshopping this are hair plugs a viable option like for it or have we are we ready to uh are we ready to normalize Hair plugs. Are we ready to normalize the plight that is male pattern baldness? Because I have been given tons of video of this, like this treatment where they shave like the top of your head here. They shave, oh, yeah, yeah. and then just mm-hmm. slap on this mountain of shit, and then end up shaving it and styling it, and then it looks like it looks like fucking sweet hair. And yeah. 
I'm uh, the pro- I've seen that I've seen the plugs that like don't quite work or, or dudes get sick of it and you can see the marks on the head. That's yeah, the like, thing. That's, that's the thing I'd worry about. If yeah, if, that's not ideal. If it doesn't work out yeah. and you've got these marks on your head, you know, it, you can see yeah, it's it. almost like a crater. It's almost well, yeah. like a buddy crater. Well, I was gonna say from there, it's not like I can just well, I'll just shave my head now. Well, no, now or you, I look or you like could I always do. just that's do the I'm one saying, side. Always just do the one side and then just you know, just do the comb over, you know? Just flip it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the thing I'm worried about, man, I'm going gray. Like, you know, I'm like, hey, uh, embrace uh, that. Come on, embrace that. There's yeah. things for that. Yeah, they got and, just for men for that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I color okay. my hair every day. No, I'm joking. I don't. I'm, <laughs> and I'm, the, the, I'm letting the, the gray out. It's the just, salt and pe- oh, the sad, salt and pepper depressing. look. Come on, the salt and pepper look is something that as you get older, the the, the oh man. The, the 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 ladies they they start to like it the the old oh, come on just just stick with the salt and pepper you're gonna oh, make the God. salt and pepper depressing phenomenal uh, I'm just worried about fucking a little hair. salt and pepper in there you know I'm okay, okay. with it okay there it is there it I is got a full I got a beard full of fucking stress <laughs> <laughs> all right boys hey all right, thank you thank you very much for having me man like right. I said anytime Thanks. anytime good on you, you man. need anybody I'm here man Dallas, appreciate, appreciate it good on you Dallas you. we got right, great boys. things through the roof mate. Good on you. <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, guys. See you, mate. He always has so much to say, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, mate. He's, uh, he's very informative, very uh, well-spoken. Uh, bloke knows uh, a lot about the game and being around the game. Um, and, yeah, mate, I love listening to him and his different aspect of uh, – you know, what his beliefs are and whatnot. And, um, yeah, he's, he's just great to listen to. Yeah, and, and uh, that's genuine too. When I say that he's one of my yeah. favorite guys to listen to, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I have nothing in really invested in the Oakland days. And you're, you're, you're watching some of these teams that are doing well. But I'll flick on the A's because I like listening to him. He's a really yeah. good listener when he's in the booth. So, But, um, no, man, some, <clears throat> some really good stuff. All right, we've kept you too long. I know you're kind of crook, mate, since you tripped to Mexico oh, yeah. and got a sore throat. So yeah. if if you are a new listener from Tampa, we've got a bunch of new listeners from from the Tampa, uh, from Florida, from the Tampa Bay area after the Kevin Kiermaier episode. If you're from Oakland, welcome from Stockton, the 209. <laughs> Big welcome. Yep. Listen to Dallas. Uh, and everyone in between, if you're from Australia, new listeners from Australia, all over the place, make sure you subscribe. Tell your mates we have got some great guests, just like Dallas, just like KK coming on the show. But uh Grant, you got anything else before I let you out of here and go look after that throat and go get a butter menthol, mate? Mate, uh, any uh, Aussie listeners out there today, don't be afraid to shoot me over some butter menthols. I could do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) A good old old cough drop, cough lolly. (laughs) It's great to be on here every week talking baseball, updates on the game, different different aspects of the game and, and whatnot with you know, all different types of personalities from KK to uh, the Dallas to, you know, pitcher of the month, Logan Gilbert. Congrats, Big man. Shout out to Logan. Yeah. Mate, we, we got on there. We said, hey, Cy Young's yours this year. He said, that's the goal. Well, I'll tell you what, he just put one foot forward and, and stuck his neck out because if you continue to do that every month, if you win American League pitcher of the month every month, there's a really good chance that your name's going to be on that Cy Young trophy. Really? So pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. All right, guys, we will see you next week right here on the Top Step. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Make sure you go click subscribe, tell your friends, follow us on social media, all the good stuff, and leave us a review. If you like that episode, if you like what you're listening to, leave us a review. It does help. 
but welcome everyone who has jumped on, new listeners, old listeners, everyone in between. We've got some great guests coming up. We will see you next week right here. Killing them, 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 killing them